Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Let's think about something for, for a minute, because I think this is really profound when you get down to it, if you want to take something and make it simple. And I think I've told you this before, it, years ago, probably, I think it was in the 90s, it had to be in the 90s. I remember uh, Tony Robbins told me, somebody, I don't, know if it was, I, I don't know if I asked the question or somebody else did, about how many people actually go away from his seminars and do anything with, or how many people don't do anything with the material, with the, with the seminar itself. And he said that it was about 85% or greater. Don't do anything, nothing. Uh, and at the time I thought that that was astounding. Like I couldn't, believe it. And of course, that was my own ignorance about a, a lot of different things. But but regardless, you know, I th- it was it was pretty interesting. And uh, over the years, between between that experience, and many, many other experiences of me watching individuals really not do anything with information that would completely change their life. I was thinking, where, when does this first break down? Like if you're analyzing the person, if you're looking at the individual, what is the, is the, the crux of this, of this issue? And I think what it is, is this. I think that, and I'll, let me just add one more piece to this. So I will often talk to somebody about turning your annual income into a monthly income. And let's say I'm talking to an audience and I'm talking about this. The people that are in this audience are probably in one of three mindsets that are in the audience. Now, remember, these are people that are in the audience listening to me. So for whatever reason, they're in this audience, meaning that they had to, they had to say yes to something, whether it is me speaking for another company or they're coming to something that we've done or somebody else is putting me on their stage. There's a reason that they're in this audience. And still, I would say that there's probably one of three camps mentally, psychologically that they're in. One would be, that's freaking amazing. I love that. How do I do that? Okay, that would be that would be one camp. Another one would be, that's interesting. Uh, it would be really cool if it was true to some degree, and I'd be willing to 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 hear more about it. But I kind of doubt as to either the validity of it or whether I could actually do it myself. And then the third one would be where a person completely, for whatever reason thinks it's total bullshit. Now, 
if you if you look if you if we take the middle person out and we just look at the two extremes somebody that's like holy shit this is amazing i want to do something uh and somebody that thinks it's total bs really i think it breaks down to what is the attitude of that individual and i think that what it breaks down to is this one of them has an attitude where they look at the world as why i can do things so when 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 opportunity comes when they see something that's interesting their mind is already programmed to go to why i can how can i you know i want to know more about this they're they're what we would call open but i think that the dialogue is more of like how can i how can i do this and i think with a person that's on the polar opposite extreme of this is always looking at the world with this in mind why i can't why i can't and here's the damnedest thing about this when they're when they're sitting in an audience both of those people will verify the perception of that question based on their own thinking each one will find the reasons in that room in that audience from that speaker from the opportunity as to either to validate why they can or to validate why they can't and as i was coming into the office this morning i was thinking just how many people i've helped their income increase in their life and not just a little bit not just marginally but substantially to the point where it's so far out of the realm of what most people experience in life that when you're sitting on the outside it's 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 a little bit unbelievable to the average individual not somebody sitting in the audience but to the average individual out in the world because the margins that the average individual deals with are relatively small a person will create some kind of a money story in their life they'll they they will that will create for them some kind of a financial set point in their life and only by small percentages does it ever fluctuate throughout their lifetime and here's another thing when it does fluctuate it really doesn't have very much to do with the idea of them really focusing in on that i want to make more money it's fluctuating because of the job position that they're taking uh usually there's 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 a lot of other factors that are involved money might be involved but it's usually not the primary factor it may have something to do with their family it may have something to do with where they want to live it may be some uh circumstantial crisis that's causing them to have to do one thing or another 
you know, like a person goes through a divorce and they decide to move, they don't want to be around their spouse or they change jobs or they have a change of interest in life. But the point is, is that those individuals really aren't looking at the money as the primary decision maker from, from the perspective of really making a lot more. Not that there wouldn't be some people that do, there would be, but even then, when you look at it in retrospect, the, the amount that they're making is marginal. It may seem like a lot to that person, but only because the normal raises and increases that they get in life are actually very small. So they develop, people develop this attitude of mind where they accept that they're, they're within a bracket, so to speak, of how much they're ever gonna really be able to earn in life. And anything outside, it, when, when you start thinking about it from a mindset perspective, anything outside of that, of that mindset, uh, either to them is just ridiculous or it's magical thinking in some way or a con because it gets pushed out is not being for them because safety is their usually their primary motive in life safety and certainty they will immediately look look for all the reasons why this won't work so as i was thinking about it I was like, you know, what's really interesting about this, because we can dive into all different kinds of beliefs, all different kinds of values. And the truth of the matter is, is that I have seen people with the same beliefs and the same values, and one person changes and the other person doesn't. It's really quite interesting. You know, you get down to the, the, the concept of desire uh, where one person wants it more than the other. And I think that part of that idea, part of that desire is it controls the attitude of how they look at the world. If you only see what you want to avoid, it's very difficult to move ahead. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was because about the idea of avoiding mistakes. And avoiding mistakes would be on the same parallel as this attitude of why I can't. Because that would also be one of the reasons why they can't. They can't make a mistake or they lose everything. Or the, uh, you know, everything financially would be one thing but it's also everything as far as the people that are around them and what those people actually think about them and about what they do. When I first started in network marketing, I had a product that really worked uh, very, very well. And my next door neighbor at the time, I had I had talked I had talked to him about this. I wasn't trying to, to recruit him into the business. I was trying to get him to buy the product because it would have really helped him uh, with some problems that, that he was having. And he told me no like three times. 
So finally, I saw him outside in his yard one day, and I walked over. I said, because now I'm now I'm curious. What is it? Like I have I have a solution for this person. It's not like this is something that's going to break the bank if he buys it, right? Uh, why is he a no? So at this point, I'm not even trying to get him to buy. I'm trying to understand why is he a no? And I walked up to him and I said, Phil, I said, help me understand something. I said, I'm not going to pressure you to buy. I'm not even going to ask you to buy, buy it anymore. I said, but help me understand why you won't even consider. I mean, the conversations I would have, he was like shut down. He was just like, I'm not, almost like get, get away from me. And this is a person I know for a long time. And uh, he said to me something like this. I just don't go in for those kinds of things. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's so what, what I talked to him for a little bit more. Basically what it was this, anything that anything that's new that gets introduced into to him that's outside of what he already knows, he's skeptical. And if it costs money, he ain't even going to give it a try. And it doesn't matter what you show him or what you tell him, he's an absolute no. Now, knowing this person the way that I knew him, I often thought to myself, I think the real problem behind him being so shut off, like he saw life in a very narrow lens, right? thought he's afraid to to appear foolish. He's afraid to appear foolish. And, you know, he, he definitely was of that Midwest frugal mindset. You know, you, you just don't spend money on anything that you don't need. Period. Period. Uh, And I thought, you know, it's really interesting because a person like that is going to go through their whole life and really not have many experiences outside of whatever their belief system is at this point in their life. And he was he was a little bit older than me. I was uh, I was probably about 31, 32 at the time. And I think he was probably about 42. I think he had about 10 years on me. And it just was not going to happen. So I think what's important about this is that one of the things that we have to do as individuals is really kind of comb through our own mindset and look for toxic attitudes and get them out. And of course, we get them out the same way we would change anything else. We ignore them. We don't follow the rules of that attitude, which says, don't do this. What if this happens? You might look foolish. You might make a mistake. You, you have to really, you have to really get those out of your part of your evaluation system. Because remember, 
you always have to remember this. Whatever's in there, it's either growing or dying. It's never just staying the same. Nothing is completely dormant in your subconscious mind. You're either feeding it or you're starving it. If you're starving it, it's getting weaker. If you're feeding it, it's getting stronger. But this would also be a great exercise for you folks to, to observe other people with. Not to change them, not to do anything with them, but to observe. What is, if based on these two attitudes, how I can and why I can't, watch other people, watch them. And watch them justify their own perception based on one of those one of those two attitudes. You'll learn a tremendous amount. You really will. Don't judge them though, because if you judge them, then you get into your own story and you're not actually observing. You're having an inner inner dialogue at that point. But if you just observe, I think you'll find, I think you'll find it really, really fascinating. And those are the people, by the way, that it's very difficult. Like, let's say that they, let's say that they came into your sphere in some way to possibly do business with you. These are probably people that you would, that if you're really thinking, you don't want to do business with. Because those are the people where the saying is, if you have to drag them in, you have to drag them around. They're not in all the way which means they're really, even if they do come in because of some outside pressure or whatever, they're always going to be looking for what's wrong. And of course, they'll find it because it's the opposite side of what's right. There's something wrong about everything and there's something right about everything that's wrong. That's just an idea for the day, you know, really pay attention to your attitude of mind and watch it in others. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.